Hello everyone, this is Kingdom Word Radio and you're welcome. The program right now is Ask Pastor Banky. Yes, if this is your first time joining us, believe me, you're in for a beautiful time. And as Pastor Banky, we get to ask Pastor all sorts of questions. Pastor that range from doctrines, marriage, finances, you know, where you just need clarification, we get to ask Pastor Banky. And we do have a way of sending these questions. Please send an email to ask at pastor.ng. Ask at pastor.ng. Also, you can follow us on our socials at the KW Radio via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, the KW Radio. My name is Hope. Today, we're actually having a very special edition. This is a special episode because Ask Pastor Banky is not taking its regular route. We're actually asking Pastor Banky questions, but in a different way. All right, so on this episode today, we're actually having a very special one because it is actually from Ask Pastor Banky that took place at Oka Word Seminar. Um, Pastor Banky, of course, as you are well aware, is the founder of Kingdom Word Ministries. And one of Kingdom Word Ministries' mandates is to go from state to state, the environs of where the ministry is headquartered, to have word seminars. And one of such took place in Oka. So, the episode you'll be hearing today is actually that which took place in Oka. God bless you. Thank you so much, sir. All right, there's another question here. Pastor talked about the unity of faith. I want to ask how can the church achieve this, achieve this unity of faith? Then what are the practical things that can be done in achieving this? Yeah, you know, uh, talking about unity of faith, of course, if you go and check, when Jesus was leaving, one of the few prayer points he, gave, he, he, he offered up, one of the few request the offer to the father all right one of them there are very few one that you keep them keep them in your love remember that and the other one that they will be one. one it was so important to him that you will be one it's so important to him and if it's important to him it should be important to us so how can the church achieve it number one let's just know it's important Let's consider it an aberration that there's quarrel between Methodists and Anglicans, Anglicans and Catholics and um, Pentecostals and this. First, let's just know it's abnormal. Once you just know it's abnormal, that's, you've won 50% of the, you understand? It's abnormal. Then number two, then you walk towards it deliberately. For example, now, I don't believe we can all be in the same denomination because it's even unnecessary. People are too different. With all this one I'm saying, some people, they must still grow. With the, do you all get my point? And I'm, I'm not coming to your groaning church. I tell you the truth. I'm not going to, you are going to groan on Tuesdays while I come to speak in tongues on Wednesdays and some will preach in, pray in English on Thursdays. I hope you're getting my point. There's no need. If you, <laughs> you are getting what I'm saying. That is, you can't gather everybody to be in agreement on every point. It's the reason why we'll still be in different congregations. Can't you see this morning when we went to sing him? Where's the um, where's Pascal? Pascal didn't know how to sing him. <laughs> Pascal was used to all this puyaka puyaka we want to worship the Lord, we worship the Lord. When they say sing him, then the guy confused. <laughs> Instead of saying ancient words, 
ever true. The guy was ancient words, you got to be true. I keep all this to Pascal, congregation, everybody, you're confused. <laughs> and you know what? God really doesn't care. Whether you say it like that or you sing it the way the, the ancient people used to sing the ancient words. Ancient words ever true. You know, so I can imagine you drag my children for that. They all look like that. They must be sleep. <laughs> but you know, God really doesn't care. So one of my brothers, their church, I used to go to preach there in, in Kaduna. In their, in their congregation there, the priest and the bishop sanctioned it there. They just solved the problem like they say, hey, all of you want to be beating drum to worship God, go to that church. Yeah, that's what they did. They split the church into two. Those of you who are young at heart and young physically, go to that place. He appointed this our brother as their, like their pastor. That's the vicar of Anglican church. Said the rest of you want to worship the normal they can we stay here. The man said, I don't want this quarrel is not necessary. So when those ones are in service, they are two, in fact, their old church was that those people were using. The new church where the classic people were using. When those ones are in church, you go, bah, bah, Jesus, bah, bah, bang, 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 bang. Hey, 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 hey. The says, okay, stay there, stay there. <laughs> the windows want to pray. Hey, come on, come on, oh, show, 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 show. The vicar didn't have any problem with it, but just stay there. Don't come out, stay in that place. But they were in the same church. But in their own church, they sang hymns. Nobody beats drum loud. And if you want to pray in tongues, go to the other side. <laughs> so it's the reason why it's going to be hard for all of us to be in the same denomination. I, I can, like that, that Anglican church I was telling you about in Cardinal. They didn't quarrel though. So you can disagree on so many small, small things. And there's no been real quarrel. Do you follow my point? The church was still one church under the same vicar. It's just that he talked to the bishop. They just split it gently so that there would be no quarrel. He kept those guys with all their noise making in one place, appointed somebody to be in charge of them. And he closed his eyes entirely. The only thing when you want to do a program, he has to vet it. Who is this minister you are bringing? What does he preach? He listens to all of that, and I said, okay, then he approves. On Sunday, the whole service is side by side. So, that's a, the denomination is slightly different from another one, it's not a big deal. That they do things slightly different, it's not a big, we can still have the unity of faith, but we don't go to the same church. You know? And then you know, I said, like humorous, that in heaven, I don't really think that blacks and whites will worship at the same time. Because when, when it's time to worship God when dancing, you can't bring white people there. They will spoil the dance. So they have to worship God when we finish. I hope you're getting my point. So there's a way the blacks will come and worship with traditional African drumming and everything. And God will receive the worship. They will now say, okay, it's time for uh, the uh, Domwen will come. Then the classical in will do the way they do. <laughs> God said, Come and use your soprano and soprato to worship. <laughs> but we can, we can actually be in unity, even though we are different in some, some of these small, small things. The most important thing, however, unity really cannot be negotiated. It is grown into. Read Ephesians chapter 4. We grow. If, you are not, if each one of us is growing, okay, 
Let's quickly read that, Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 11. And he gives some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry or service, to the building up of the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of the faith, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Let me stop reading here. We are, okay, let me just read verse 15. But speaking in truth, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all respects into him who is the head, even Christ. That is, you see, it's only as we grow that we can actually attain unity. When we are children, we are easily separated by little things. But as we grow, we know how to overlook small, small things. You know, that, as a married man, that's one thing. I'm not a very patient person, naturally speaking. I don't know where I got the impatience from. I, I, I know part of where I got it from. All right, naturally. But then, as I began to grow, as a, one of the things I learned in, the, in recent years as a married person, I'm telling you for all of you who are married here, and you are applying to marry, I find that maturity just helps you to overlook a lot of things. Do you get my point? When you're younger, everything has to be proper and prim and in order. But as you're growing older, mm, you just, just start, you know, you start overlooking things. And that's actually why they have a lot of peace. And then your blood pressure will go down. If you can't overlook things, your blood pressure will remain high. Drink everything you want to drink as tablets. You see, get high again. Because you need that high blood pressure to maintain your inability to overlook things. To be tense, you need high blood pressure. You can't be tense if your blood pressure is low. You just be like this. But when you want to be tense, your blood pressure must come up. So if today you are taking one tablet of Moderatic and one of Novask, after one year, your blood pressure is going to be back to the high level. The doctor will double it. Before you know what's happening, after five years, you are taking three, four tablets to bring up blood pressure. Bros, while a day, your blood pressure is spiritual. It's no longer a doctor now. You know why? You couldn't overlook things. I've learned, as you grow older, you start learning to overlook a lot of things. And that way your blood pressure will be coming down. JJ, from four tablets, it becomes... How many? Three, then two, then one, then none. May you achieve none in Jesus' name. Amen. So maturity helps us. That's the point I make. We can only grow into the unity. It's not negotiated on the political table. Thank you, sir. Another question here is wrong process acceptable by God. Now say the Bible says the people rejoice when the righteous are in authority. Then consigning <laughs> INEC, PDP, and APC primaries, what do you have uh, to say? <laughs> Don't mind the person, it they pay now. <laughs> Whoever wrote down something, they pay you. I say they pay them, they sweet some people. <laughs> uh, first, let me just tell you something there. I know many people won't like what I'm about to say, but I will say it, then we will have to tell you the truth. All this is your wrong process now because you lost out fundamentally. When you were winning, you didn't see wrong process in those ones. So, so please don't come and harass my soul with wrong process. One thing I just always tell people, let me tell you this, you can't disagree with this. If you wanted God to run a, work a miracle for you, in his miracle, he should overcome wrong processes. I hope you're getting my point. 
So let me answer his question. Number one, is wrong process accepted by God? No, of course. Why would you be? God doesn't like wrong process. So please, I beg you, your life, don't do wrong process. When you are driving, do over speed. It's a wrong process. If they say no parking, don't park there. It's a wrong process. If you are calculating your tax, calculate it correctly. If you do the other one, it's wrong process. If you are going to school, don't cheat. It's wrong process. Don't bribe to get a job. It's wrong process. Don't go and give girl a belay to marry her. It's wrong process. Apostle? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> no, it's true now. Uh-huh. These are all the things. Uh-huh. Don't go to a church, join, then collect half of the members, go and start the church down the road. It's a wrong process. So wrong process is always wrong. It's not only when it comes to INEC that it is wrong. Thank you. It's important to. Uh-huh. Now, I know where they are going. Where the person is going is that if the election is not... Um, I don't want to use the word credible. If the election is not free and fair, in my own estimate, is the person who wins the election chosen by God? That's what they are saying. That's what the question. And I will answer it in a simple way. I can't explain it. I don't know until the swearing in. Whoever is sworn in was chosen by God. That's all I can tell you. I say that one to you as a, as a servant of God. And I'm instructed by your spirit to follow it and believe it. I won't say anything apart from that. Because God makes his choices. I keep on telling people, God chooses leaders. In kingdom, we'll talk about three levels of election. What are those? Primaries. Primaries, which is what all the parties do, choose their flag bearer. All right? Then, next one, what we call second, which is the main election. And then we talk about tertiary. What do we mean by tertiary? In Nigeria, we have seen again and again. Between the main election and swearing in, or even after swearing in, God has done all kinds of things. We're in Anambra State, where it started from. Now, here it starts now. Andy Uba was governor for how many days? 17 days. I've been looking for the, for the days. I don't say I will know when I come to Oka. The office was just down the road here. Yeah. It was governor for how many days? 17 days, and the Supreme Court told him, it will be tenure is not over. Your election is invalid. We call that what? Tertiary. Then, there are many other examples. There are so many. But the two most interesting ones are Bayelsa and Kogi of some years ago. Kogi, they did the election. A man was winning. We, are, we feel certain, fairly certain, that he won. But by the time they got home, he was dead. So they said that the election is inconclusive because they didn't want Faleke to take over. So this election is inconclusive and they quickly do, 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 do. The man, Aldo, was supposed to be the governor, but the day of his, being, of his winning election, he was dead. He was alive in the morning, you know. By the end of the day, he was dead. And they want to talk about Bayelsa. The guy won the election, but there was a... Now, for those who want to know politics, what they call pre-election matter. A pre-election matter was up during the election about the validity of the candidature of his deputy. He went, he won the election free and fair, square. They were supposed to swear him in tomorrow. Today, Supreme Court said, yes, his deputy is not, is not, is not, a, 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 not validly elected now, no. He's not qualified. Yeah, he's not qualified. And as in a joint ticket, 
they invalidated the ticket. Therefore, their party did not have candidates for that election that they won. And the next person satisfied, he got more than 25% in the north of the local government, and they swore the fellow in as, as governor. We call that tertiary. The man who won never. So I don't know anything God is doing. Let me tell you something. God is actually very powerful. He said that, what if they've been rigging election in Nigeria for a very long time? Not today? And God factors in the whatever irregularity. Now, for your information, God judges so I won't warn everybody. All of you are making notes. All of Narigo. I beg, let's not lie to ourselves, though. Oh, you see some people, all their election, no invalid votes in this Anambra state. Now, not even getting valid votes <laughs> during one election. I won't mention which other is recent one or five years ago. I won't talk. Some of just checking out the votes, no invalid. I finally found out what happened to invalid votes. They donated to the candidate they want. All of it, according to one man, are ringing. Are ringing. So, in summary, what I've said at the end of the day, God, He calculates all these things and He says, at the end of the day, this man will sit on the seat. So, I wait for whoever sits. But I give you another warning from the Spirit of God. From the day somebody takes office, you must be 100% his ally in prayer and good wishes. Until that time, have fun. Do you get my point? Yes. Just pray for the country and be rooting for your political party. But once they say, I, I swear, swear by Almighty God, Abi, yes. whatever, to defend the constitution of Nigeria and the faithful executive office of the president or governor, whatever it is, until God removes that individual, you are his ally 100%. All right, the person is also encouraging you to write a book on who told you you are naked. Okay, somebody said that you. Write a book on that. On, on who, who told, told you you are naked. You are naked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should write a book on who told you you are naked. Uh, <laughs> In fact, somebody has already sent me a message now. If you know you are listening to this, I don't read your message, but I'll reply you after. She said, she, she said no. He said, I pray I give no attention to anyone outside God telling me I'm naked or poor. Amen. <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. All the time. All right. Okay, we'll, we'll think about it. Okay, sir. Mm. See, as a young, um, another question here, as a young married couple, mm -hmm. you love learning and having knowledge of God's word. Mm -hmm but your wife seemed to find it difficult to love the world as you do. How do you train her to do so? Okay, the person says that you are a young couple, you love the world, you are the man. Your, your wife is not as... Um, uh, as Fire. Uh, fired. As well. uh -huh. And then let's answer it. It also happens again, maybe your husband does not as fired as you are as in learning the word, okay? Um, today is um, Saturday. Last week, Tuesday... We preached a message which will be number. Then this is a prayer basic series. I don't know whether it's number six or seven, but um, anyone that will talk on it, the first one on it, it's not on the website yet. Hopefully, to be getting the next less than a week, you'll find it there. Most likely by Tuesday or Wednesday. Please listen to the message on intercession. Prayer basics on intercession. Please listen. That will answer this question. Your primary assignment as a husband is to pray for your wife, your first assignment. Your first assignment as a, as a wife is to pray for your husband. That's the first assignment. Bear that in mind. And I talked a lot about it. Now, so what, will you do, what do you do here? I think you should pray for your husband, pray for your wife. That's the primary assignment. When the fellow is not there, pray. 
Like some people will say, go and lay hands on their pillow. Fine. When they, when they come to that pillow and sleep there, the Holy Spirit will enter into their head. Good. Whatever you do, pray. That's one. Then number two, when you are a husband, you have an advantage. You can decree some things. We are going to church is a decree. Yes. Husband, a wife, we have a seminar. Pull, rearrange your schedule so we'll be there. Issue that word as an instruction for the household. Now, if she doesn't come, no fight. But she has disobeyed. She has refused to submit to lawful authority. It's more difficult for you if you are your wife because you can only beg. I think it's the same thing. My husband follow me somewhere now. Where? Pastor Kemonte is coming to preach on Friday. You will be blessed. Let's go. Uh, I don't want to go. Okay, sir. Then go inside and go and pray. Say, Lord, I think it should come. It's a nice thing. And you'll be surprised what God can do. But when you're a husband, you pray for your wife regularly, but you don't go and pray, God, I think she should come. You tell her to come. There's a difference. Though. Nobody tell you that we're all the shame. We're not the shame. Somebody's called husband, one is called wife. <laughs> I hope you're getting my point. <laughs> so anything that blesses you, share it. You come around with books in the house and live according to what you are studying. Because one of one quarrel some people have is it's only when it's time to pray, you know this man is a Christian. It's only time to pray that you know he's a Christian. To bring money now is a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you also live a general life. There's an agreement with what you are professing. And that's all you can do. But most importantly, it's about prayer. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, another question. So if Eli had pleaded with the Lord for mercy, would the Lord have shown him mercy? Um, having in mind Saul, Ahab, and David. Now, the, 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 I know where you are going. Is the story in First Samuel when God sent a man to the house of um, Eli to go and tell him that he was about to bring an end to his priesthood and judge his household for the fact that they did not um, honor his name and all of that. Okay? Yeah, I'd just like us to just uh, bring out where the story is. It's First Samuel chapter... Okay, that's chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 27. Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, did I not indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in bondage to Pharaoh's house? I'm going to summarize. He said, I chose them from all the tribes to go up to be my priests. He said, um, I give the house of your father all the fire offerings of the sons of Israel. Verse 29, and I said, Why do you kick at my sacrifice and at my offering? and um, honor your sons above me by making yourselves fat with the choices of every offering of my people Israel. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel, that's verse 30, the Lord God of Israel declares, I did indeed say that your house and the house of your father shall walk before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming when I will break your strength and the strength of your father's house so that they will not, there will not be an old man in your house. You will see the distress of my dwelling in spite of all the good that I do for Israel, and an old man will not be in your house forever. Yet I will not cut off every man and all of that. He said this, verse 36. No, that, that verse 33. And all the increase of your house will die in the prime of life. I told you it happens. Verse 34. And I said, this will be the sign to you which will, become, which will come concerning your two sons, Hophni and Phineas. On the same day, both of them will die. 
Then at the end of the day, um, if you go down to chapter 3, you see where God spoke to Samuel and said that I'm about to bring these things to pass, which I said. And when he told Samuel, when he told Eli, Eli said, it is the Lord. Let him do whatever he likes. Which verse is that? Yeah, verse 18. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. When I was young, me too, I used to wonder, say, ah, it, 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 I don't know how to talk, sorry. <laughs> they say, I, I won't kill you. They say, I kill me, now. I should be your God. So this person is now asking the question, what if I had said, sorry? Now, this is a very interesting. First, flat. If he had repented and convinced his sons to repent or be willing to give the sons over to punishment, yes, the God will have, going by the rest of the Bible, the God will have relented on that judgment. But you must understand something, however, and that's the fact that the ability to repent is also a gift of God. I learned later, why did Eli say what he said? I'll tell you. The boys had refused to listen. And he understood that, listen, there's nothing I want to say again. She have begged people you won't hear. You know, he, 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 was, he was tired. Spiritually, he was exhausted. Praying, is, it takes spiritual energy. The other day, it's very tragic, you know, somebody who I love very dearly, you know, a man, he just collapsed and died. So when I, I got a call, ah, I was pained. In fact, when I was bathing, at the point that I screamed from the bottom of my heart. So I had my bath, rushed there, I said, God, what, what do I do? I said, okay, when I get there, I will look for the wife and talk to her first. If I don't see her or see any of the relatives, I'm just going to go away, go and mourn my loss. But if I see the wife, I will talk with her. Let me see how much faith she has. They will go and pray over the dead body. So finally, I just said, oh, that's the wife. Okay, so I found her. I said, I just talked to her. I'm sorry about this whole thing. I said, can we pray? This was what she did. Hmm. I said, why did you do that? She said, what? I said, why did you sigh like that when I asked whether we could pray? She said, I have been praying. Then it dawned on me, she was tired. That's how I'm going. She was tired. She was spiritually exhausted. So I said, she now said, please go ahead and pray. Ah, I, I, I was just weak. I still pray though. I, I, my prayer was very short. When I finished and I went to where the body, they are taking the body away. I went to where they took the body. I stood beside the body. Looked at a, somebody I love so much. So I said, well, Lord, show us mercy. I prayed for some time. After that, I went to my car, went and sat down. I was just waiting. Because I, I started rehearsing testimonies of people that were alone in the morning for 12 hours. They got up. And I waited, so I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't call anybody to tell anybody. Apart from those I told the moment I first heard, they should join me in prayer. I didn't tell anybody anything. I was just waiting. 
until the family came, they made some decisions, and after all of that, I started telling people that I lost somebody. I didn't say it a word. Well, I'm telling the stories because when I asked the woman, can we pray, she just went, she just said, hmm. That's what she told me. That's all she did. I said, why did you do that? She said, I have been praying. So I realized that she was tired. It happens. When they told Eli that, Eli was frustrated. He had corrected those boys. He didn't have the easy, and then again, you have to leave some things. You be careful not to leave some things until they are too late. You want to hear the truth? It was too late. Those were not children, no. Ophni and Phinehas were men. There are people that he should have corrected early, and he should not have ordained into priesthood because their behavior was clear. So when he didn't do all of that, the weight of the spirit he needed to intercede was too much. He didn't have it. That's why I said, mm, well, it is the Lord, the one he wants to do, let him do. If he had the ability to say, Lord, have mercy. The Lord will always have mercy. So but that's why I tell people sometimes I say that if I committed the unpardonable sin, I say you are asking, you haven't. <laughs> that anybody who asks hasn't. If you can ask, I think I have committed the unpardonable sin. Hey, God, I hope I haven't. Once you can talk like that, take my word for it, you have not. Those who have don't care. I will, I think I'll make it may happen, you'll not be here fire. I will go go on. <laughs> Somebody has told me that before. I didn't even ask him anything, no. We were just in this car. He was talking to a non-believer, talking, talking. He said, he said, hell. Eh, he said, so be it, so be it. I looked at him when he finished talking. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, do you humanize? He said, what? I said, do you humanize? Because he was so irrational about the whole thing. I said, no, there has to be an explanation. Do you humanize? He said, no. I said, be honest with me. You're my friend. I mean, somebody I know. Be honest with me. Since you married your wife, and you are telling me, he said, well, maybe like one or two here and there. I said, okay, good. I told somebody else later. The person said, who? That one. I, he said, he's a liar. The guy is a consistent, persistent, chronic, and intensive humanizer. <laughs> I said, no wonder. That's why you just tell me, so be it, so be it. There was nothing in his heart towards repentance. So if you are still worried about, will I be taken? Trust me, you have, you have not committed the unpardonable sin. Eli, yes, if he was able, he would have. But in that point, I don't think he was able anymore.